0: It's one life, one take, little room for mistake, who do you want to <laughs> Welcome to the Dead Funny Dead Serious podcast. This is the series 30 End of Life Doulas in 30 Days. Uh, my name is Mitzi Weiland and I am your host for this series. Uh, today our End of Life doula is Garrett Ellis from beyondmorning.org. Hi, how are you?
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited, excited to be here. Yay.
0: We're so excited to have you. Uh, you're joining yeah. us from Pennsylvania, correct?
1: Yes, yep. I live in central Pennsylvania, Lancaster County area in um, Amish Country. <laughs> it's so uh, been here for oh gosh, um 15 years or so, me and my family. So it's home now, originally from Connecticut, but um, but it's home now and you know just happy to be doing the work in the, in the local area.
0: So, yeah. So we'll dive right in. Um, can you tell awesome. everyone a little bit about your why? Why why did you decide to become an end of life doula?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a bit of a story, but um, I'll give you the condensed version. Um, so I've, I've always, for some reason, been around death and dying most of my life. Um, I think like a lot of people, I had an experience when I was very young. Um, my first experience with death, where my mom passed away pretty, um, dramatically at seven years old, she was hit by a car in front of me. And, um, you know, obviously that was really traumatic and it took a long time for me to grieve and to, um, work through that process. And, um, years later, as I was considering, you know, career and, I don't wanted to do with my life. I was just finding that I was always the one people were inviting to funerals to, you know, speak on behalf of family or just always finding myself around those circles. And, um, and I found that if I could do, I was motivated to become a doula by um, really feeling like if I could do anything to alleviate some of the pressure and pain and the grief that I experienced in any way, um, you know, I wanted to do that for people. Um, Again, part of, part of that why also was my counselor, when I was seven, he gave me um, a really useful tool to help me deal with my grief. I um, actually went mute for about six months and um, he gave me a composition notebook and a pencil and told me to write until I felt better. And I literally have been doing it ever since. So um, it was that process of bringing the writing world together. Um, the writing world in um, grief work together. Um, figuring that out along the way. You know, when I was a teenager, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what an end of life doula was. Um, honestly, I actually didn't know what an end of life doula was until about five years ago. But um, but always finding myself in that world again and wanting to really pull together those two worlds of writing and um death work. And so that's why beyond mourning um, my, um, my private practice is about memorializing lives through the written word and helping to support people at end of life. So what I do is I, I'm, I'm a ghostwriter by trade and I, um, write, I write memoirs. So we I take people through that process of really thinking about their legacy, thinking about their life story, um, as they're reaching the end and, um, leaving something behind for their family, as well as doing a lot of the physical um, support and end of life as well. So it's really just those two things that I really enjoy, those two worlds, that marriage. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my why.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a powerful story on bringing those two things together, right.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a been a very, it's been a long journey, you know, like um, grief is in any way. Um, it's often, it takes as long as it's, it needs to. Um, but um, I found that a lot of things that I pursued in life just always ended up in that world. I went to college in, in Connecticut and studied English. So I have a bachelor's in creative writing and English literature and After school, I just found that I didn't wanna teach (laughs) and I didn't really know what else I was gonna do with the English degree. So um, I fell into a relationship with a genealogist who had a bunch of research that um, just needed to be turned into a narrative and and I did it and I've kind of been doing it ever since. So, um, you know, building that memoir practice along the way. Um, And then about, Gosh, about three or four years ago now, I came across, um, Henry First Wise's book on Instagram, um, caring for the dying. I had, I had, um, explored a lot of different, um, modality, healing modalities over, over my life. Um, but when I encountered that book, I just felt like, Oh wow. A death duel is an actual thing. <laughs> um, what I had been doing for all my life, it was like, Oh, this is an actual deal. And, um, so I read that book and I'm I'm actually I probably marinated over it about a year um before jumping into training with an elder. So I took that training in twenty nineteen, um beginning of twenty nineteen, started a practice immediately after and um kind of been going ever since. Um I also am a student and um supporter of um going with race. I was able to participate in their um business development class, which was, you know, all about just how to build a doula practice. And that was really helpful as well, Um, you know, complementing my education and um, actually years of volunteer training with local hospices and um, and different things. So all of that has just culminated in this life of um, being of support. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, you really are demonstrating the the breadth of training that is available um, and how you tied your desires, right? Your, your, um, your piece of legacy, it really just resonates when I read your, through your website, like the legacy piece really resonates. And it sounds like you're yes. just kind of pulling all these trainings and being like, Oh, that makes sense for me. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All of the trainings, all of the experiences um, you know, i am just, I, it's really important for me to build a practice that's organic and um, relationship focused um, while I, I fully believe that education and training is ex- in extremely important um, the the work is so personal and it's so interpersonal that um, we can't forget that these are our lives that we're that we're holding in our hands and so it's just really important i think to be educated informed and um, and really and really care. Um, at the end of the day. I look at the the doula practice as, um, I like to use the word servanthood, um, being a servant of saying, okay, how can I be of service to to you today? Um, Whether it's through writing, whether it's through breath work, whether it's through um, whatever, whatever they need at that moment. um, um, As a doula, I'm just there to serve. I will say it, it has comes with its challenges. <laughs> um, uh, building that building this practice has been um, a bit of an adventure. I have um, I was really motivated and eager after mm-hmm. I took um, my training with Anelda to, to jump head first and, and honestly, I look back on it now and it was a little scary. I quit my job <laughs> um, oh, wow. immediately afterwards. Yeah, probably like a month afterwards because I was like, oh, I'm on this new track and. Um, while I think the eagerness was good in a lot of ways, I probably should have been a little bit more sober minded. (laughs) Um, luckily it's worked out, but, um, but it's just been great to really figure out organically how to build a clientele, how to engage with people. Um, but again, that, that has come with its challenges. Um, my first client actually was, um, I so my wife works with children with autism and um the, one of the families that she was working with um the mom was um diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer and so as she's as my wife is um supporting the child and how and how to help him process this um we just found that uh, like wow okay the family th- this woman needs support as well and it just became a really organic first meeting um it was really cool. The first time I actually met her was she invited me to her baptism in bed. <laughs> um, so really walking into a room and um, just being part of just that sacred moment for her was it was just great. Um, and I, that, that kind of that did reiterate for me the the sacredness of the practice and um, how much it's needed and how much it can really affect lives. Um, and from there, just been doing a lot of work to. Talk with people. I think as a, as in this field, it's important to it's important to market and let people know about your services, but also just to build organically um, to set to let people know in everyday conversation. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have available. Um, you know, even if your depth doesn't come for another 20 years. <laughs> At least you know that, you know, this service is available and there's others like me in your local area that can, um, that can be there when that time comes. Um, so, yeah, it's just been really great to overcome a lot of those challenges with clients and, and all that. But, um, but it's also been more rewarding to just realize that, like, with the challenges, there's a lot of good work available, a lot of um, good relationships.
0: Yeah. And I i mean, I really am hearing and I think that the people that are listening to this, they really are going to find a lot of value in that is that it's organic and planning is important, right? Taking a class on business mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. end of life yep. doulas is just as important as allowing the organicness to come through and that you're getting educated and educating the public. I mean, there's just Absolutely. a lot of push and pull on that. And it's a lot of work. Um, but it's also rewarding, right? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yes, and, and oh, I think in order to educate, you have to um, be educated. You know, you have to you have to have information and um, in all those things. So, it, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's such a um, it's a fine balance. Um, I think if if I could have any encouragement for future doulas or those thinking about the the field, would be to um, do just that. Really to be introspective about your own motivations and why you want to get into this field, but also um, understand that there is an education piece. There is, um, in, and I believe in formal education, um, absolutely, but I think there's just so many different avenues. There's so many different ways to educate yourself, um, whether it's through a local hospice or online training, um, books just doing whatever's necessary, Um, you know, certification programs, um, doing whatever's necessary to um, pull in that information so that you have something uh, to give out. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's really important.
0: Yeah, and there's so many uh, places to get education on end-of-life care at this point, right? Right now, especially, we are recording this in March of 2021, um at the end of a really hard year for well the world um but end-of-life doulas were you know separated from their job for in a lot of instances uh because they couldn't be bedside so it is a you know we have this new space and i think there's a lot of education happened this year which is so great Uh, but it's almost overwhelming so thank you for sharing (laughs) who educated you and and how that inspired you in different ways and that you got training in different places because i think people Looking at being an end of life doula, or even ones that already did it, they're like, Oh, yes, I resonate with Garrett and what he does. And he went to these two training places. I think that those are the spaces where um we learn from each other in this field. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. And so, you know, our final question as we're going in again, we're like rounding a corner here uh, somewhat mm-hmm. with coronavirus and going into 2021 and in the summer right now. Um what are yeah. your hopes for the end of life dual of field and in your business in, in general too
1: Yeah absolutely um well I do like to I like to dream big <laughs> um to be honest, um what I I resonated with one of the questions that I had in the in the business development class um one of the last things that we were asked was um how do we want our business to affect the world and you know, oftentimes um you know we think about our own communities or our own you know our own sphere of influence but um but i think it's okay to dream larger than that at times and um and so for me my one of my dreams is to make legacy work um as normal as breathing as um to have to have doula work be as um as common as a life insurance practice um, a life insurance purchase or, um, medical insurance, or, you know, just there's the for there to be an expectation that at the, as I approach the end of my life, um, who's my doer? <laughs> you know, who's going to be that person, Frank. And so with my business, um, the way that spells that plays out is that I would just love to have tools into the hands of every person that I meet, um, that would empower them to just be able to look at their own, um life story and say towards the end of it I'm able to process it I'm I'm able to um pass it on to the generations coming behind me I'm able to um really have a time where I can look at my life and understand and um you know maybe process regrets do whatever work is necessary to um to really look at their life and say um I'm worthy, I'm accepted, you know I've been loved all these different things. Um, I think in in my work i've I've often found that there's one of the fears that both the dying and those that they are leaving behind experience is the fear of being forgotten mm-hmm. and so um or forgetting the person who who they're losing and um and so my work, I just really hope to be able to empower people to say, um, Hey, you can leave your story behind.." Or, two, um, or B, you can um, you can know who your loved one was you can really know their story and have something to remember them by um, so that's really important for me but yeah I think like any other um, end of life doula I met that we just want the work to be common we want it to be in the hands of every person and it's just the an expectation like mental health like anything else um, like medical insurance, we, we would hope, I would hope that, um, end of life work is just something that people expect at the, at the end, at the end of their life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love And to see, and
1: to see these great organizations like Enelda, Going Grace, um, all these places, just see them in the, in the spotlight more. So, for, you know, the world to say, hey, these places exist, um, there the services available um I meet so many people who are like I don't uh, end of life a death doula end of life i um, coach what is that I didn't even know that was a thing and I'm like yeah you know there's plenty of people out here doing great work and um we just want to make it make it available yeah
0: I love that you dream big I love it I'm with you on that big dream everyone I'm mean, everyone listening I hope they hear that and I hope they they share that with everyone that everyone is worthy of taking the time to reflect on their life and you know create that absolutely. legacy gift that helps their loved ones um uh, i'm I'm a big advocate of reducing death trauma and I, in family systems that's mm-hmm. kind of my my push and so that's part of it right is doing that legacy work and giving yourself that time to do it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely especially when you're healthy. And, um, and you had the time, you know, there's nothing wrong with my, my wife calls me a little bit, a little morbid, um, but I talk about, I talk about a funeral and what I want, like all the time. <laughs> I've even thought about like a, a living, a living funeral, leg as like 40th birthday party or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. that's the, but, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm just normalizing those conversations. Um, now is just a great a great tool for for people to
0: have i love it and you you feel like a great person to do that with thank you so much for sharing all that you're in great company with being a little bit morbid uh the name of the (laughs) podcast the name of the podcast is dead funny dead serious we we thrive on that um being accessible and it sounds like you really are present for people Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, thank you. A huge thank you, uh, Garrett, for being here. Again, that was Garrett Ellis. Uh, his website is beyondmorning.org. All of his information will be in the show notes. So you can find him and call him and have him ghost write your memoir. And it would be awesome. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to, I'll call you. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I'll be here. All right. That's amazing. Uh, And to all the lovely listeners listening to this, if you're enjoying the series, 30 end of life doulas in 30 days, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe or like it or leave a review, whatever, all of those things, one of those things, it doesn't really matter. Uh, It tells us to make more, more podcasts and information like this if it's helpful. Uh, And then when you did all that, because that's important, uh, jump on over and join us on Instagram and TikTok, because we want to learn more about you and what you have to say about this topic and answer your questions if possible. Um, And that is all for today. And we're going to see you in the next episode.